Hello, welcome to the second episode of the Netherlands High Heels podcast. Today we talk about how bands get to play live gigs. You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey everybody, this is Kiki. Pia. Steffi. Your hosts on the Metal and High Heels podcast. Thank you for joining us. You can find show notes with links and comments to everything we mentioned during the show at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. Damn, that's a mouthful. Now let's get into the show, lean back and enjoy. Yes, today we, as Steffi mentioned, we talk about how bands get to play live gigs. Um, I came up with the topic because I had an interview lately with Jannika Groß from Mollust. Mollust is a German band. Um, they are based in Leipzig, I think. Um, and they are part of the Wacken Foundation. But they don't have a... They're not signed on a label. And so they have to organize uh, a lot of things on their own. And mm -hmm. um, I met Jannika in Hamburg last Friday it was the 5th of May or May the 5th um, and they played at the Female Metal Voices Night which is a kind of mini festival which they organized by themselves there were four bands playing the first band who played was Firth of Drangus and they only played there because um, the band who should originally open um, they had their their singer had an accident and died in this accident, so there was a wow. there was a shadow over the event. Um, but they did a very good job, and uh, they just joined. Or um, Mollust asked them to play there because they wanted to play with them in Kiel the other day on Saturday, and the gig was cancelled. So there we have the problem again, that gigs get cancelled. Um, the other two bands who were playing were Spiegelkeller and Sündenrausch. We had another interview with Sündenrausch about stage clothes, so you can also watch that one on YouTube. Yes. That was and very all, cool too. Yes, yes, yes. And all four bands, uh, they really entertained people but they were all so different and also the voices were different. Um, Firth of Drangus played power metal. Spiegelkeller played mm -hmm. a kind of gothic metal with a violin. Mollust, mm -hmm. they call mm -hmm. themselves opera metal and that fits totally. Uh, they also did a cover of Ave Maria from Johann oh. Sebastian Bach. So they mm -hmm. are really deep into the classical direction. Um, and Sündenrausch, they are very melodic, also kind of gothic metal, but more melodic. And they are really good entertainers, all four bands. So, yes, I had a really good evening, just to mention that. Um, but now let's talk about the problem <laughs> of bands <laughs> who try to get live gigs, because I think it's a really hard... Um, it's really hard for them sometimes. There are also these uh, pay-to-play 
things where a band has to pay money to get on tour with another band. Really tricky. How does that work? I never really understood that concept because it's just so um, ridiculous. Yes, but it's very common. Um, you, some other bands, they go on tour um, and their booker asks you if you are a, a smaller band and don't have so many fans yet. They ask you if you want to give them a thousand euro and then you can play as an opener for the shows. So that you're allowed to go on tour with them and present yourself to a bigger audience. That's, That's like super idea. ludicrous to me. Yep, they have really to just pay crazy. to play. Do I understand that? Right? Yeah, and like instead of, of, of earning money through their performance, they like have to spend money. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, okay. Just a hobby. You have to pay money for your hobby. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> well, you can earn money by selling shirts, merchandise and so on, but I think you'll never get the money back that you have to invest. Yeah, maybe if you are very successful. <laughs> But, yeah. Yes, exactly. But you have to work until there, until then. Yeah, so it's work. just like um, super difficult for newcomers and for smaller bands. And it's like a vicious cycle. Like how will you get to be a bigger band if you still have to pay to play and don't get to play any bigger venues or almost or sometimes don't even get to play at all? How are you supposed to grow? Yes, you can only play in really small concert halls in your hometown, maybe, to get a fan base. I don't know, and if you come from, um, if you don't live in a big city, but in a small town and there are not so many people living in that place, it becomes really, really difficult, I think. Yeah, Because maybe. then you Or have to drive. Crowdfunding is, I think, also very good and, yeah. Yes, but people will um, only give you money if they know what you do. So you have yeah. to have a yeah. kind of a name to get money through crowdfunding. Yeah. Yes, and uh, we also, I asked Janika in the interview if she has a recommendation for smaller bands. And she said, um, well, there is no recommendation, just don't give up. So mm -hmm. it's a long road, a hard fight sometimes. Yeah. And well, you can also do what what um, what they are doing, right? Like organizing their own concerts and festivals. It's always an option if you, I don't know, get together with two or three bands, then you can maybe play pay the venue. And if you make a lot of advertising, <laughs> um, you might be able to. Uh, Yeah, at least, at least go back in not losing money. Mm. Yes, and then something like that bad accident happens and the band who sold the most tickets has to cancel the gig. Shit. Yes. And you can't be, um, well, you can't just say, oh, you paid for that concert and there are other bands playing too. We don't give you the money back after such a situation. You just can't do this. So you mm -hmm. have to 
give them back their money and then you have to decide if you cancel the whole gig or if you just say, well, let's do the show and see what happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, but that was, of course, uh, an awful tragedy, but it, it doesn't happen too often either. No. Yeah, but maybe if some one of the bandmates are ill and yeah, just has to lie in bed or maybe hospital, it's also a bad situation. And then to find another one who can play its part, well, mm -hmm. Yes, it's a risk and I don't know if you can get an insurance against something like that. <laughs> the, uh, we're in Germany, there is obviously an insurance against everything. <laughs> so. Maybe. <laughs> But there's yeah. some people, um, if, you, if your house burns down twice or three times or something, then no insurance would give you a fire insurance. <laughs> I know people who don't get, get a fire insurance because their place just burned down so often. Well, I mean, that's also like crazy you know yes. <laughs> <laughs> if your house burns down three times i i understand the, the insurance guys you know then, then you're just uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> very unlucky okay back okay. to the topic <laughs> yeah and and the, i mean you can't just you know um expect the worst and and give up or something like that it's it yeah you just no. have to i don't know keep trying and keep looking for other for other ways just like yannick has said um you have to keep trying and trying and trying and if there is one person in the audience of 10 people who becomes a diehard fan after that you you made something good out of the situation i think and they they sold a lot of merchandise Oh yeah, that's the point. Merch. I mean, they always say it. Please buy your merch. That's the only way to get money. But yeah, yep. If you're more now, just the merchandise and the the tickets for the concerts. If you don't Is do it? a pay-to-play thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I think the most time the tickets are just yeah to have the money for the venue. So yeah, that's not that's yeah. True. Just to do it, but not to earn money. Yeah, so um, it's kind of you play to sell your merch so you can maybe get some money of that. That's more or less the main source of income, I think, nowadays. Yes, and another thing we talked about was uh, that even the bigger bands, um, they might earn money when they are on tour, but when they are not on tour, they don't get that much money out of the music so many of them even of the big players have to have to have a day job or a kind of day job something that fills the gap between their tours yeah and then many of them work as bookers or i don't know something different in the music industry but you don't yeah, have to do the whole producers, year right yes I think the, I don't know if he still is the drummer of Nightwish, um, his name is Yuka. I mm -hmm. think he has a, a big hall in which he, um, he stores band merchandise and ships it. Oh, okay. That's also opportunity. 
So, but now let's listen to the interview. I'm standing here with Janika from Mollust. Hello. Hello. And we are talking about the topic, the difficulty of getting gigs. You said it's hard to get the chance to play live these days. Please explain. Well, the problem is that there are a lot of bands that want mm -hmm. to play and there is a lot of events that people can choose of. It's not only the music, there is a lot of other entertainment possibilities. When you think about like 30 years back or so, you didn't have um, so much possibilities like go in the internet, play games, whatever. And so now um, there you have a lot of more choice. In addition, the big bands tour more. And I tell you why, because um, They have, um, uh, the industry doesn't sell as much records, as many records as um, in former times because right now, of course, people can download. And it's, of course, cool that the music can be spread and everybody has access, but on the other side, it makes it harder for the labels to make their ends meet. And so they send their bands on tour. And obviously, if all the big bands want to tour and all the small bands want to tour, at some point, there are just a lot of gigs that is cool as uh, for the audience to have a great choice at the one hand but at the other hand it's very bad when concerts get cancelled or venues get trouble to get their venues full and struggle to, to survive because for each concert there is less audience than left and I have to choose if I want to watch Netflix or go to a concert yeah but you Really, honestly, you can't um, exchange a concert life experience to watching a video on Netflix. It is something very different. And I heard there are also, um, I think they're called pay to play, that some bands have to even pay money so that they can get on a tour. Yeah, that is very common actually. Um, it's also um, around the same theme because the bigger bands, when they don't have the venues full, they have to think about how can we f um, get the cost back to um, make our ends meet when we are on tour and to pay our bills. Well, and then it's a good idea for them to um, let the costs pay to a certain part For the, from the smaller bands. But of course it's bad for the small bands because then a tour gets really expensive. Yeah. I think you don't have a label, do you? No, we don't have. Do you think it would be easier to get gigs if you had a label? I think um, one shouldn't mix up labels with booking agencies. So um, basically for the booking agency, it would when you have a good booker, it is easier, definitely. But also a booker has to make its ends meet, so you are attractive for a booker when he is sure he will um, gain money when he's booking you and doesn't invest a lot of time um, in comparison to what he gets back uh, from the money side. So, um, of course, for a booker it's much more attractive to work with acts that are already very uh, well known because there he, has on the, he is on the sure side, on the safe side, but um, to work with newcomers for a booker is of course a risk. And how do you manage the situation with your band? Well, actually we do the booking ourselves, of course. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but it's not possible to say, well, um, we um, take our income of the band. We, so we have our side jobs um, and um, Yeah, take these ones to earn our money, mm -hmm. but um, 
yeah, do the touring or everything besides that on our own bill. Do you have a recommendation for younger bands, how they can do it? <laughs> Don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's always a, good. <laughs> it's a really long process and um, you proceed slowly. Mm -hmm. And you have to be sure of that, that um, until you are at the point when you survive only from music, you have to be really big. I um, know also from playing with Haggard, of course, a lot of musicians um, that play in big bands and many of them have side jobs. Mm -hmm. So um, until you're at the level where no musician of your band has no side job, this is really, really a long way. I think even some people in Nightwish and Stradivarius and of that size, they also have jobs. I don't know if that's their hobby, but I think they also need the money somehow. Um, well. If, when you are in a big band and you are on tour, you get of course paid while you play the concerts. But when you don't play concerts because you're, for example, in the studio, write stuff, in all this time you don't earn money or very few. And so um, you somehow have to go over these times as well. And so it's a good thing to make uh, to to think a bit about. What can I do in these times that I don't starve when I'm not on tour? Right. <laughs> do you also play um, unusual concerts? Um, I mean, at events where you wouldn't expect expect metal or your band to play? Sometimes, yes. Actually, when it's possible, why not? <laughs> I mean, we also already played on some more classical events mm -hmm. or... Um, I remember a gig in Leipzig where you played, which was a classic night or something. Yeah, also that. It was. Yeah, that was not. Yeah, we played different gigs in Leipzig. So basically, on a festival for Johann Sebastian Bach, where is, what is obviously a pure classical festival, there we played a main station, for example, which is also a quite unusual occasion for a concert. Um, But also, yeah, for example, what you talked about at the marketplace, where actually um, the program was very mixed. So if you have the chance to get to a new audience with your music, why not? <laughs> um, we are here at Female Metal Voices Night, and you organized this event, right? Yes, that's true. Um, how was planning? Well, um, this night we unfortunately had a huge struggle because... Um, the band that should open this evening, um, their front singer died, so it was really a tragedy and so we had to reschedule a lot and I really feel with the band, but we somehow managed to make this evening running and I hope it will be a good evening, although there is the shadow on it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I'm done with my questions. Is there something else you want to say? I want to thank you that you are also um, so much um, enthusiastic to spread uh, bands and to take care of the metal scene. This is really cool. Thank you. And thank you for the interview. You're welcome. That ending is so nice. <laughs> She was like so sweet, like telling um, telling you, Pia, to, that, that, that uh, you're, well, I guess we <laughs> are are doing a good job supporting the bands. Yeah, um, that was so cute. So nice of her. Yeah, and it was also really moving because it's actually the truth, you know, when we started the, the, the magazine, when we founded Metal and High Heels, it was mostly with the purpose of supporting women in metal and all these bands uh, that we love so much. Yep. So um, it's... 
it's work, but it's work we love doing. And it's nice to be recognized like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That someone even recognizes <laughs> that we invest a lot of time into our yeah. hobby. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting. The whole interview was uh, very insightful. And um, yeah, I can. I also cannot think of a of a better solution for the for the music industry for bands to find concerts to play. I know organizing um, concerts is a pain in the ass. Yes, you did it for some Ecuadorian bands, right? Yeah, I worked with some Ecuadorian bands uh, as a mini booking agency with with bands that came from. Uh, from Ecuador to play in Germany and did a couple of, of uh, concerts back in 2009. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that didn't work that well because imagine if you if you struggle being uh, a band who no one knows and you're trying to play in your in your in your hometown. There are always kind of small festivals for newcomer bands and whatever. But if you come from another continent and no one knows you here. Mm -hmm. No venue owner wants to give you their space. No one trusts you to to bring a lot of people into the venue. So they, of course, they are risking everything. I I, I did a couple of deals with venues. Um, something like uh, we wouldn't pay rent for the night. We would keep the cover, but the venue would keep. Um, Uh, every uh, all the, the the drinks and stuff, mm -hmm. or we or we or or also uh, like a part of the cover. I don't remember, but those were the nice venues, you know. There, those were the people who knew. Okay, my my uh, my place is known for being uh, for being a live music venue, and people will come no matter what. And if it's a good band, it's gonna be a better night. And if it's, if it's a bad night, they will still be the regulars, so mm. to speak. So those um, didn't have much to lose. But other venues, um, the ones that have to open that night, that wouldn't open that night otherwise, the ones who have to to hire some to hire uh, someone someone like barkeepers and and, and staff. Um, Those are the ones who mostly say no and don't, just don't let you play. Mm. So it is it is a very very difficult yes, uh, I part also, of the industry. I um, when I lived in Hamburg, there was a band from Norway who played a concert there, um, and their their booker asked me if I have a place for them to sleep. So um, I said yes. Uh, I have a sofa, a couch. <laughs> If they want to, they can sleep there, and that's what they did in the end. Um, and I think one year later, they played a gig in Bremen, and um, they didn't get money, but they also didn't have to pay. It was a venue like what you mentioned, and they are known for live gigs. And then mm -hmm. they just walked around with a hat so that people could put money into that hat so that they... Yeah. at least cover the, their own costs somehow or a part of their own cost. Great tip, yeah. Yes. But I think you, if you do it like that, you can never cover your costs. No. Yeah. 
Okay. Especially if you have to fly from Norway with, with your gear. <laughs> really yeah, you have to stay yeah. the toy day. <laughs> and as you mentioned, if you play in your hometown, there are at least your friends and maybe your family coming to see you. Mm-hmm. So there is mm-hmm. at least a fan base. But you don't have kind of that if you play in a, on a different continent. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, last Saturday in a small pub here in Aachen. And there one there were two bands, the one who are who are from mm-hmm. Aachen, it's their hometown. So a lot of fans, friends, they were students, they came and yeah, the hoop up was just full. And the other band were from Cologne. Uh yeah, it's nearby. It's mm-hmm. just around one hour to drive for train. But uh they also said please stay so the Aachener band, please stay for the next one, for yeah, for the next band, because they have no fan base here in this town, and yeah, their people, yeah, didn't came for just one concert to yeah. another town to drive one hour, and yeah, I thought already this is hard. If um, yeah, it's nearby, but um, if there's also no fan base there. Oh. But that was that was a nice that was a nice gesture then if the if the band supported the the better yeah. known band supported yeah, yeah. the the smaller band uh, telling the crowd to stay. I think that's the way to go, right? That's the way to to support each other, to invite each other, like you know, invite other another uh, a smaller band on your tour if you can afford it, and always ask your fans to to support those bands as well. If you're touring with them, if they're opening for you or if they're playing after. Yeah, definitely. On some, on some festivals that, that happens a lot. Like, um, like, you know, uh, a lesser known band gets to play after midnight and everybody's mm-hmm. gone by then. Yeah. On the early morning. Or very early in the morning. Yeah, but I think it's just, um, so it has to be, because if you think other bands are, your yeah your enemy somehow i think that's false because there they could no enemies be in music business or they should not be because it's for all the people it's passion and they should support the other one too yeah no band is like the other there are there's enough love to go around so so bands should support each other and not think of each other of, of competition as competition that's like it should be in every situation of life I think but um, what I wanted to say is um, what Yannika also mentions is that you even have to get people going to a concert because there are so many possibilities to spend your evening you can just stay on your couch and watch Netflix or TV or whatever and you can also get um, a lot of gigs on DVD or Blu-ray or watch them on YouTube. So if you are really lazy... I honestly don't. No? I'm a very, very lazy person. And if the con- if the con- if I have to drive an hour to a concert and I don't know the bands, yeah, then in that case, I might be very tempted to stay in. 
But if there is a, uh, there was, for example, a newcomer, a newcomer contest, band contest here in Dortmund in maybe two months ago, three months ago. And I was there, dude. And I, 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 I watched a couple bands that I thought they are really good. A couple of bands of musicians I knew from, you know, the city and, um, Seeing new bands live is for me like the best thing to the best way to discover a new band. That's how you how you know you're gonna like them or you're not gonna like them. And if you like a, a smaller band and you saw them live um, uh, coincidentally, and, and then I think or me, then I listen to the band a lot more. Yes. As if, uh, I don't know, a playlist proposes it to me or something. But I don't think that Netflix can compete with a concert of a band you know at all. No, that's true. You know, that's no comparison at all. Why would you miss a concert if you can, if you can, you know, get into a mosh pit or, or just go there and, and sing your heart out with your, with, with your favorite band? Or it doesn't even have to be your favorite band. But the, the alternatives that we have every, every, every day now to, to how we spend your evening are never a, a bad thing. I don't think so. No, but if, if you know the band, of course, you go there, you want to see them on stage. But, um, if there is some kind of this um, female metal voices night and you don't really know one of the bands, you just are kind of interested in the music, then you might not go because um, someone asks you, well, do you want to go to the cinema or whatever? I still don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm against it. <laughs> I rebel. Well, of course, <laughs> They can't really compete, but in the end, you always have to spend money for a concert, and that's much more expensive than staying at home and watching TV. Yeah, sure, that's true, of course. There are so many bands touring these days because that's the only way for them to get money because they don't earn money with their CDs anymore, that you really have to look in the end um, how many concerts you can afford if you live in a city where many bands play. I think that's a that's problem. That's true. Too. I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that should be. Yeah, that could be. Sure. If I lived in, 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 in Cologne or in Berlin, I would have to choose between, um, I don't know, how many bands I can, I can afford to see a month live. That's true. Yes, in the end, if there are three that bands, you say, okay, I can just afford to go to two bands and um, Netflix is another option that I have. Then you might say that's not the baddest option, the worst option in the world. So I stay on the couch and skip one of these bands. Yeah, that's true. But that that's that's when the mon when money as a as a concert goer, when money is the is the thing that decides. Mm. And I think that was that was the case in the eighties and the nineties, and that has always been the case. Yes, and it always will be because we don't have yeah uh, endless money <laughs> for concerts, unfortunately. Exactly. Exactly. So if I can, if I can, I don't know if the only, the only thing I can think of to, to not for all of the bands, of course, but for each band or, or for your band to, to get more fans to go to your concerts, it's a better marketing strategy. Some, uh, some bands could do better in communicating when they are playing where yes. and, um, 
So there, there, there are still people who just don't, I don't know, there might be people who don't log into Facebook every day and need to see it elsewhere, your invitation to your to your concert. Ah, yeah, yeah. I am yeah. so old-fashioned. I, I look at the band's homepages, and some bands have really, yeah. really bad homepages. <laughs> well, just Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. But that's a tale, my friends, for another episode. And we will have an, an episode all about bands' websites because I have a very cool interview partner for that one. And, uh, yeah, so just stay tuned. We are reaching the end of our episode. But not before we can tell you about our giveaway. Oh, yeah. May I, may I, may I, may I? <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't forget to participate in our giveaway by leaving us a review on iTunes. You could win a lovely makeup bag signed by several of our favorite women in metal. For example, Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. And Chibi from the Birthday Massacre. Yeah. She was, I think, one of the first ones to sign. Yes, and of course, Mollust and Sündenrausch um, signed it too. Yeah, and uh, Maya from, from Forever Still. Oh yeah, right, and Hannover. And many, many more. So if you want a wonderfully autographed makeup bag, then leave us a review on iTunes so that you participate in our giveaway and follow us on our social media. Sefi, what are our social media? Uh, subscribe to the Metal Entire podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other pod, uh, catcher. Podcatcher? Is it a word? Really? Sounds crazy. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, it comes out twice a month on Tuesday, and you can find show notes with links and comments at metalentire.com slash podcast. The awesome jingle is voiced by Cassandra Novell and based on the song Storm by her band Mercy Eye. Thank you so much for tuning in today and see you yes, next time. Thank you.